It is that time again. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome once again to the Lakeland Insider. Jerry Isinger, Hafet Mendoza with you this week. And of course, we have the accounting panel. Jason Simpson and Josue Mendoza are also with us in the booth. Tim, our producer, and Lucas, associate producer, is here in the studio itself. Gentlemen, happy Monday to you all. Good to see you. Happy Monday. On the show today, we've got quite a little lineup happening. We're going to be talking about the self-employment tax. Now, as everyone knows, we are champions of self-employment folks, entrepreneurs, small business owners. This is going to be a great conversation. Uh, also, later in the show, we're going to talk about going from a hobby to a job and when to know if it's time. That's going to be very interesting as well. And a little bit of Apple privacy. Hafed, how's your Apple privacy? You, My uh, Apple uh, privacy. Are you all private on the Apple side um, there? Yes, very private. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a big week, actually. Uh, you know, football has started, which leads me to believe the dog days of summer may be soon coming well, to I an don't... end. Yeah, you had enough there? Yeah, Oswe? I've had enough of summer. I'm, I'm ready for the cooler days, you know. Um, well, this is the squeeze anyways, isn't it? Because you guys have a big October 15th deadline. So it's the summer's been going on for too long, and you're also very busy these days, I'm assuming. Yeah, it, yeah. we are, yeah. Very but, busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but at least you've got football. When you see a football on your TV screen, at least there's a little hope. Something's close. A little bit of excitement. Yeah. It, was, it was reverse for me back in the days when I lived in Michigan. Now I, I can't oh, wait to see. Oh, you weren't excited about football back then? Well, back then, it's like once football season ended and then once the holidays came and went, and it's like, you know, there's a romantic mm. side of winter. It's like that first snowfall, and it's like, wow, <laughs> you know, that kind yeah. of thing. By the time the holidays are gone and then the Super Bowl is gone, you've got nothing to do now for two more months, <laughs> and it's going to be minus 30 degrees outside. So, And here we're just getting in the fall then. Yes, it's just it's that time of year for you. You got a big deadline on the way, you know, and of course, we're still 90 degrees and it's going to be raining all the time. Anyway, having said that, how how are things at the CPA firm? Excellent. You know, loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Even right now. (laughs) He said that with a straight face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, last week was Labor Day. And we did share some very important news. I wanted to give a quick reiteration on this. And Josue, you spoke mostly about um, late fees. Late fees. Actually, both of you had a lot to uh, to contribute on this one. Can we just reiterate? Because who listens on Labor Day? I don't know. But we want to make sure our business owners in town happen to know what's going on. So so what was the big change, the big announcement with late fees? Well, during COVID, 2019-2020 uh, tax returns, a lot of them were uh, mishandled by the IRS or people because of COVID didn't mail them in. Either way, the uh, IRS is waiving all penalties for tax returns for 2019 and 2020. So Mm -hmm. if you paid a penalty or you're dealing with a a notice from them saying you haven't filed, you need to go ahead and file because you have till September 30th of this year, by the end of this month, to file 19 and 20 and get out of any failure to file penalties. Okay. And so for the folks folks in that situation, that's a really big deal. It's a really big deal. That's been reason to lose sleep for the last two years, probably, Mm -hmm. wondering what's going to happen in a scenario like that. So a little bit of... And uh, if you've already paid that penalty, they're they're supposed to issue you a refund on that penalty. Wow. Yeah. Thankfully. So no one needs to be upset. No, this is actually good. Like I said before, this is like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Things like this don't happen very often with the IRS. Yeah. No, that's a big deal. And I know later we're going to be talking about uh, one one thing that's going to be of interest to me is this self-employment tax thing. Because I have been in different scenarios uh, as an employee for a sports club in Kissimmee and as a video producer for another company where I was a 1099. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there was any reason for me to be a 1099. Hmm. So when I start paying these fees... Oh man! It's mm-hmm. Like, why do employers do that? Why do employers want to have people on 
the payroll is a 1099 versus saying you're an employee? Well, uh, the, the employer's not going to be paying their side of the payroll taxes if you're an independent contractor. But what people don't really understand is that an employer can't just decide, hey, you're an independent contractor. There's rules that you're either an employee or you're an independent contractor, right. and it depends on how, how you act within the company. And Hostway's going to go into that in the more, yeah. more detail. Oh, he's all. Oh, I'm super. He's got the eye of the that. tiger going mm-hmm. right now. It's such a fun subject. <laughs> yeah. How can I not? We've, be ready we've been talking about this all day. Yeah. We barely got any work done today. <laughs> I know, right? Poor Josue. And, and he's not eating Stirring. either. Rumor on the street is that Josue has decided to stop eating. I have. Um, I need to lose weight. You know, and the problem is. That's what this is about. You're fasting to lose weight? Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're in great shape. <laughs> That's why I'm on the radio. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, yeah, it's, there's some health benefits to fasting, but I didn't do it on purpose. I just um, so you've been fasting for how long now? Uh, Twenty hours right 20 now. Hours. Twenty yeah. consecutive hours. Jerry, can you fast for twenty hours? Yes, if wow. I have like you know things to help me sleep or you know to make me unconscious, uh, morphine. I can I can fast if you I'm on pass. morphine, <laughs> yeah. things of that nature. Now, uh, of course, running Limpio Cleaning Services, Hafet. Uh, what's mm-hmm. what's the scenario you have to deal with when it comes to 1099s and folks who are either employees or independent contractors? Right. So with Limpio Services, you know it it really it really depends. Like Jason says, you can't really um, pick and choose. Mm-hmm. You either fall into one category or the other. So, well, according to the rules, right? right. According to the rules. But what are those rules? But some people, again, as I, you know, as I, when I took a position once and it was offered as an independent contractor, the way it was described, oh my word! It was so like you, were an independent. you are so lucky. We're going to treat you as an independent contractor. And you were just so grateful. Well, that's what they wanted. Me. That's how they wanted me to react was like, oh, goodness, thank you so much for the opportunity to be right. independent. And then they go on to say, okay, so we show up around nine and this has to be, it's like, well, what's the, I'm an employee. What right. I, I didn't see the difference, okay. but I know it was advantageous to them. Mm-hmm. I won't say who they are on the air, but I should. <laughs> Morally, I should. I won't. <laughs> you know, so it's going to be, a, it's going to be an interesting conversation coming up. And I'm, uh, before we go to a commercial break, I want to make sure to mention, you know, Hostway's over here. He's trying to, he says he's going to fast and lose. I think he should exercise more. I think he should join Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. The big, the big race from YesFit. That's this right. Week. That's right. We need to prove from this thing has resonated big time. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I I only want to hit it on a program like this because so many of our folks are behind a cubicle or they're seated all day behind the computer to make sure that they keep the heart rate up, that they keep moving. It's a great way to stay motivated. It is a great way to stay motivated. So it's yesfit.com. That's the place to go. And I think we have a free trial through we the show. We do, yes. That's actually those lines. brand new. Yes, you So, can. Hostway, uh, get get ready for that. We're going to put you in the Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. How many get, miles is it? It is... I believe it's 60 miles. Okay. Is it? I thought it was 40. Okay, yeah, you're 40? right. Then it's 40. I'd do 40. Do yeah. that in a day. But just don't yeah. do it. Yeah. In a day. Well, you'll get, you'll get the Winnie the Pooh medal. It, it's a great incentive. You, you, Take your time you, with you that. you got to sign up for that. <laughs> so anyway, having said all that, again, for our uh, folks in town who are listening, um, self-employment, uh, entrepreneurs, all of our small business owners, we're going to get into a little detail today on a subject that may not sound terribly exciting, but we're going to make it so. We're going to talk about uh, self-employment tax. I think you're going to find it very interesting. So listen, you stick around. Put your seatbelt on and get ready because this ride's going to be a good one. Believe it or not, can we? That's the challenge. Can we make self-employment tax interesting? 
Of course. It's of always course. interesting. It'll happen right after this break. Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakeland Insider. We got the right music, the right tempo to start this segment because the challenge is set right before us. Can we make self-employment tax interesting? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. As we, you know, we almost continued the conversation we were just having. You know, we go to commercial break. We slip into the whole, hey, is Tom and Giselle going to make it? Right? You know, we slipped right into Did you watch the game last night? I did, yeah. It was, as a Cowboy fan, I was very disappointed. Wow. Why'd you become a, you lived in Texas I for a while. I lived in Texas. I, okay. I kind of grew up there, so yeah. It was huh. big deal. Boy, you know, the Cowboys, I, I just love to hate them. I want them to do well enough. A lot of people do that. But, you know, you know it's the story of our of our franchise now. Yeah. It's just kind of like, are we becoming lovable losers or still everybody hates us? That sounds us? like a 70s love song. Yeah, yeah. Lovable losers. We don't hate you till you start being good again. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> True. Yes. Now, as a, a as a Michigan native and a Detroit Lions fan, and that's a franchise that has begged me to stop supporting them for like 50 years now. You know, it's like nobody, how, nobody hates Detroit. How can you hate Detroit? They haven't won anything, in, you know, since the NFL football championship in like 47 <laughs> before the first Super Bowl. Anyway, we're going to make self-employment tax interesting. How's that for a segue? Sounds fun. Is that smooth? <laughs> that <sounds> smooth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is it we need to know, Jason? Let's let's just give a big, broad overview to uh to self-employment tax, what are the what are the broad strokes people need to know about, especially as they're starting a business? Right. So, when you're an employee or someone, uh, every time you get a paycheck, they take out six point two percent of your check for Social Security, one point four five percent for Medicare, a total of seven point six five percent. Then they take that and they match it. So your employer is sending fifteen point three percent of your salary, half that you put in, okay. and then he or she matches. Okay. Okay. So when you become self-employed, when you go to file your tax return, you're paying that whole 15.3% on top of your normal federal income tax. So if you're a 1099 or a, the owner of your own LLC, doesn't matter. If you're a well, single member LLC, correct. Yes. Unless you're taxed thing. as an S corporation. Yes. Gotcha. Would, same okay. thing. So, so an employer is going to want to have an independent contractor because he or she's going to get out of that 7.65%. And, it's, and when you get your check as an independent contractor, it looks great because they're not taking federal tax out. They're not taking the Social Security out. They're not taking Medicare out. So you're right. getting all your money up front. But realize you're going to end up paying not just a federal income tax, but more than you would have paid if you were the, the employee. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. This doesn't seem to be common knowledge, though. Why is this something that isn't discussed more? I, I don't know, but I, there's I, there's been a lot of times whenever, whenever anybody is self-employed and is an independent contractor – when I, I go to do their tax return for the first time, they are shocked because they come in. They say, hey, I always file my own tax return, but I got a 1099 this year. I need you to do it. And I think to myself, they are in for a hurting here. They have no idea what they're about to get because most people just don't know about it. Yeah. And the employer is not going to say, hey, oh, by the way, you're going to pay 15.3% on this plus your federal income tax. Excuse me. Federal mm -hmm. income tax at the end. So. Yeah. So how, how often do you guys have to explain this to people? I'm sure this is a subject that comes up quite often with many of your clients. Is this a, is this a common conversation you have? I think it is. I mean, you know, there's um, it's a common question we get and and we explain it to them. And, you know, against that income, they can take certain deductions that are uh, in in the normal course of their business. But at the end, they're going to be facing the brunt of that mm -hmm. of those tax bills. So, sure, it is a common thing we have to deal with. Well, I'll tell you, when I found out about it, it was after I became self-employed and after I made money and after I went to the accountant and dropped off the numbers. 
And it was time to right. time to see what the damage was, yeah. and I was like, oh, "I went into a cold sweat, and then I <laughs> then I cried for a while, and <laughs> went to borrow some money, and found my way out." What's worse, being that person or the one that has to explain it to that person? Oh yeah, well, <laughs> like maybe, let me break it down for you. I, I would be the person to explain if I had to do it once, because I only had to cry once. But yeah. you probably have to do it almost on a daily basis. That's a whole other scenario. But like Josue right? says, you can't you can't offset that with. You know, ordinary business income, business expenses to right, reduce right. that. So that is the benefit of it. Yeah. Okay. And if you are an independent contractor, that's what you should do. And if you're, but if you're not, then you should be an employee. Right. Well, yeah. And, and how I, is this not exciting? Oh, I'm telling you. I mean, yeah, and people want us to talk about football. Give <laughs> me a break, would you? <laughs> so how how often are you having to deal with uh, scenarios like this in terms of employees and all the numbers that go with? Splitting this, splitting that, or are you mostly working with independent contractors? Um, I work with with some independent contractors as mm -hmm. well. As when I first started the company with my dad, that's what we were. We were independent contractors for a larger company. Yeah. Um, but then when when you know when you figure out that you could basically do it for yourself, as far as the cleaning was, that's kind of when we launched Limpio Services and in. Never look back. <laughs> <laughs> so you, when you have to like do all the numbers for employees, though, how time and time consuming is something like that? Um, that uh, no, it, once it you organize is not is not that. No, it's not time daunting. Consuming. No, no, there's there's some good apps out there that help. Yes, <laughs> for sure. You, you don't do it manually anymore. No, it's all on that. I know you guys have to <laughs> talk to me. I'm old. I'm so old school. You know, I still reach. You should for do the it on pen, pen and, and paper. paper. Honestly, you know, back or, in the forties. But <laughs> in my day, how old are you? Uh, you know, we got Lucas in the corner. He's, all he sees is our old men right now, right? That's the, true. the whole room is filled with old men right actually, now. Actually, I was told to, uh, uh, yesterday that I'm, I actually project about 10 years younger than I am. So, How do you determine that? I don't know. Just some kids wanted some money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, did it work? No, it did not. <laughs> yeah, how do you project ten years younger? You shave, shower, right? You fast, get a haircut, you, you fast. You don't eat. <laughs> you don't eat for twenty hours. Exactly. You know, on his new uh, iPhone, get the new. Uh, what, what have you got? What's you got the latest one? No, this is a uh, thirteen Pro Max. Okay, because later in the show we're going to talk no, about Apple Pro privacy, Max. and and I get swept up every time there's a there's an Apple presentation. I'm always so impressed oh, with yeah, the. I love that. Yeah, there's a new update today, actually. So, there is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, you just got to download it, it. Not that it affects me. Any, <laughs> That's you know. right. No, I got a burner phone. Unless you're phone. Jason, you, you, you keep your phones forever. No, this is brand new. I just got this. I know, but your previous one. Oh, yeah, I try. Yeah. See, that's really? smart. You're going to have like a display of antique phones one day, like hold on to the ones from many, many years ago? I don't, I don't give mine back to the Apple store. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah we're gonna set don't. up a little display. I, they're at my house. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say where. <laughs> like, I don't trust it. I got confidential information. Yeah. On it. How do you destroy it before you give it back? I don't even know. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> so anyway, back to the issue at hand. You know, because we've we've talked to a lot of folks in town, places. Uh, who, you know, um, people are like from Catapult. A lot of new companies, <clears throat> new businesses, things of that nature. This. This self-employment tax thing, I do want to go back to it for a second because it could be a, it could throw a real curveball if you're not prepared for it. What have you seen firsthand of people who weren't prepared in terms of being in a bad situation because they just didn't know? <clears throat> well, like, like I said before, most of the time mm -hmm. when this happens, they do not know. 
and they they find out when they file their tax return. But is is it something that's you know apocalyptic for some, like almost enough to destroy a business, or is it well, just a no? It's it can be bad. Let's let's just say for a second you're an independent contractor mm-hmm. and you made a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And let's say you made one hundred and ten thousand. Had a pretty good year. A pretty good year. Okay. But you had ten thousand in expenses, so right. now you have a hundred thousand dollars of net income that you're okay. going to pay taxes on. So you're probably looking at you're looking at fifteen point three percent or fifteen percent of that on self employment tax. Mm-hmm. So that's fifteen thousand, plus probably another twenty percent at least. So you're you're looking at thirty five percent. So you're yeah. writing them a check for thirty. So you made a hundred grand and you're writing them a check for thirty five grand. Wow. Chances are you don't have thirty five grand. Chances are you've been living on the hundred thousand dollars. Right. I just yeah. got back from the casino in Tampa. Right. I don't have thirty five thousand. Right. Or just paying your bills, or you <laughs> yeah. know whatever it is. Yeah. Most people won't. You know, it's just the way it goes because you have the money. You're, you know, they may be setting aside fifteen percent, right. thinking that would be enough to cover their federal income tax, but not, you know, thirty thirty five percent. Right. Right. So what do you what do you advise in terms of okay, I get I get a certain paycheck every week. How much of that should go into a, a savings account or a an account actually designated to say, don't touch this because I'm going to need it. If you're an independent contractor? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're getting a gross check, through, have no taxes taken out. So I would suggest at least 30%. But yeah. it depends on what tax bracket you're in. Because if you're married and your spouse is That's making- That's a tall order though, 30%. You know what's going to have you get the first check and you'd be like, you know what? I'll, I'll save 60% of the <laughs> there next are, one because I need it this week. <laughs> there are ways to minimize that tax. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're yeah. not going to get into that today, but there yes. are ways to reduce that tax. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's actually a, a good thing for the for the folks who need an accountant. Mm-hmm. Some of them are listening right now. Jason Simpson, CPA. Some people don't need us. They just come in because they like us. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, I should have mentioned that first. What yeah. am I thinking? Of course. <laughs> it's the place to hang people out. People come in off the street all the time. We're like, no, we don't need you, but we just like hanging out <laughs> with you guys. Yeah, I walked past yeah. the building. I, th- yeah. I thought it was a discotheque. Yeah. I heard the music. I saw the lights coming out. I thought to myself, I'm going to go hang out in there for a while. Maybe you should uh, add a little, uh, you know, little disco floor into the. <laughs> what accountant has a disco floor? I don't think there. Or a coffee this, bar. We could be a, the first. Oh, coffee bar Ooh. accountant. Yeah, Jason See? makes great coffee. You know. I'm spoiled for. <laughs> when he says good, it means I make it every day. <laughs> <laughs> You're consistent. I'm consistent. You're consistent. He knows it's coming. <laughs> That's really what happens. Well, in the next segment, we're going to talk about all the folks you have to deal with in terms of the ones that are going from a hobby to an official job and knowing when it's time to make that transition because it's not actually that crystal clear in terms of when it's time to say, okay, I'm becoming an LLC. It's official now, stamp of approval. When it's time to do that, I think we should dig into that a little bit and help people really decide if it's time or, you know, all the bad things that can happen when you do make it official and do you lose the love of the hobby? I don't know. It's Let's find out about that. We're going to dig into that into the very next segment. Folks, stick around. We're having a great conversation for all of our entrepreneurs in the area. This is the Lakeland Insider. We'll be back right after this. It's like we're stepping back into the 80s, isn't it? Don't you love these songs that lead us into these segments? Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakeland Insider, Jerry Isinger, Hoffa Mendoza, and the accounting panel is here today, Jason Simpson and Josue Mendoza, giving us their thoughts, opinions. We're actually just talking a moment ago about the U.S. Open during the commercial break. Had a fun time watching that. And, of course, it came up, you know, we love to play tennis. We love it as a hobby. But what happens when you turn professional? Well, there's a whole new awareness, right? Could be the same thing for you. If there's a hobby you love 
and you're going to turn that into a business. We're going to talk in just a second about the difference and what you need to do and how to figure out when it's time. When will it be time to actually make that official? But first, as we were talking about last segment, uh, Josue, we were talking about 1099s, employees, should someone be an independent contractor? How do we know? How do we know when it's time one should be one? Or what are the rules to follow to figure out which way to go? Well, the IRS is actually kind of vague on this. They they do have a set of of a like a test, I would call it, but um, they it's um they actually have kind of like three buckets. You know, mm-hmm. the first one would be kind of behavioral control, where um, are they? Is the employer providing or the the firm providing the training, providing uh, a, a set time for you to come in and clock out, clock mm-hmm. in, clock right, out, and right. so on and so forth. That's that, definitely the the red flag. That, yeah, that yeah. You, the, you are you're an employee at that point. Yeah, right? they can control that behavior sure. for you. And the second one would be financial control. Um, you know, do you use uh, as an independent contractor would use their own facilities, their own equipment, uh, kind of like the Uber conversation we were having. Right. You know, Uber drivers use their own cars and and they're independent and, contractors. And they're independent contractors. Yes. Uh, and there is a potential. A, a big one is uh, that. Uh, the independent contractor has the potential for profit and and or loss, and it's something that they can offer to us, uh, the public outside of, of the firm. So sure. if you work for just one firm, one company, and you don't really have those options, you might think, you know, I might be class, uh, misclassified here. Sure. And then lastly, they do the relationship. Do they provide um, um, benefits? For, for the employees, you know, or for that independent contractor. Right. Um, and so all of that goes into it. And, you know, each employer, each firm has to make a decision on that. Okay. And um, Well, there's, there's obviously an incentive for a lot of business owner types who do hire people to kind of want them to be a 1099 or something. I'm, I'm sure there's yeah. more advantages that way, right? But could they get in trouble of any kind? To... They, they can. Right. If, yeah. if they, if Jason they... just made a faith. Did you see the expression, Jason? <laughs> He's like, can they get in trouble? He's like, yeah, they, they can. The, gave yes, me the they eye. Can. They can. <laughs> um, and, you know, a lot of that is if if you get uh, audited, whether it's like an unemployment tax audit or the IRS comes and audits your company, and mm-hmm. they discover that, they can go back and charge you back taxes on those uh, misclassified employees. And they wow. can be significant. Which that would be 15%. On all those employees that you paid. For we all had, those years? All those how years, many, how three, many years? For three years. For we three actually years? had one we about, did. about 10 years ago. Oh. And we actually had to go all the way. It, was, it ended up being in front of a judge. We were, yeah, oh, we man. were in front of a judge. And, and we won. Yeah. But it would have been hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars wow. that they would own. So, oh, so yeah. the, audit, the, res, the results from the audit were, you owe this. Yeah. yeah. And we had to go to the next step, to the wow. next step. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah, we actually went. You must I have had a happy client up. that day, huh? Yeah. Did they oh, buy yeah. champagne for you guys after that? Because Actually, no. <laughs> no. No? No. We were just relieved that it turned out the way it did. Oh, so I was fasting. <laughs> Man, this guy's a machine. <laughs> the thing about it, when you go through these tests that Hostway's um, explaining, yeah. you're never going to get exactly 100% yeah. one column or the other. Right. So after you start checking boxes, you say, well, what's, where does it fall more yeah. closely. Yeah. You know, if, if you're 80% of it are towards independent contractor and 20 towards employee, then you know it's independent contractor. And there's certain ones they give more weight to than others. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you provide it to other people? Do you use your own supplies, own equipment, right, things like right. that? There's mm-hmm. some things that are more So on, the, on that level, it's a pretty easy way to determine. I oh, mean, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a right. couple litmus tests that yeah. make it pretty Right. Pretty Firm control is another big one. Just if they can control your behavior, you know, then, then – 
You're yeah, classified like as my a bad attitude and stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting to know. All right, thank you for the thank you for clarifying that one because again, that was a big part of that conversation, uh, and I hope that's helpful to a lot of people. And of course, the other thing is kind of trying to figure out when it's time. I mean, Hafed, you you know, you're a guy who jumped in. You're a small business owner. When was it time for you? I don't think you were doing a cleaning service as a hobby, though, <laughs> no. were you? When I was cleaning, it was not for a hobby. <laughs> right. So so that's an easy determination. Right. I'm going into a cleaning right. business. It starts right now. You know right what I now. think, though? The, the determining factor should be scalability. Like, are uh, you able to scale your hobby into a full-time job? Right. Into a full-time income? Yeah. Something yeah, that exactly. will replace your current job or... Well, and the internet has made but, it so much easier for a lot of people to jump in and start right. making money. And we've got people who we work with as coworkers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they might have a, a store on Etsy or something of that right. nature where they're selling jewelry. When is when is it officially time to open an LLC? What should we look for, Jason? Help us out. When is it time to say, okay, I'm taking this to the next level? Well, I, I would say if if you're making actually making money, mm-hmm. if you have a net profit, yeah, or you're you're trying to make money. Yeah. If, if you're just doing it for fun and you just have a loss, then it's not, not going to be a business. But right. it's when you're tr- you have the motive to make a profit right. and you're going to be making a profit. So the, the bucks are about to start coming in. Mm-hmm. If you're still time. enjoying yourself, then it's really not a business. See, that's what makes it so tough for me. I mean, <laughs> the, the human nature side of this is it's a hobby. It is fun. Now, all of a sudden, if it has to pay for like the kid's college mm-hmm. education, yeah. then all of a sudden there's a different layer of pressure. Right. You know, we slip out of the fun zone, the thing we always it, wanted to do. It can still do. be fun. I was just kidding. But, you know, but it's a little less fun, though, isn't it? I, After it's become official? I don't know. The pressure changes. That's exactly yeah. it's the pressure you that know. makes it different. If you really love something, I don't think it changes. You know, if you, I'd love to be a professional tennis player. I just don't have the athletic ability to do so. But oh. if someone said, okay, starting tomorrow, you're going to be a professional tennis player. I, th- I think I could live with that. I think you should reconsider. I think there's still time to get you on the circuit. I've been trying to exp- you, uh, you know, get my wife to agree with that, but she just doesn't think I have the let's skills. Let's get her on the air. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's just go ahead and totally ambush her and you know, make her go live and talk about this. She's better than I am, so that's probably why she says that. <laughs> well, we're going to have like couples therapy right here on the program today. No, I, I, I get it, but I, I think I, I think I wonder what kind of – what kind of trouble could someone get in? I don't mean literal trouble, but what kind of problems could someone have if they wait too long? They've been selling stuff forever, let's say, and they waited too long to open a business. What are the what are the disadvantages to a scenario like that? So they're actually making money? They have been making money, but again, it's a quote-unquote hobby, but let's say they've had side hustles that brought in an extra $25,000. In year. one year? Yeah. yeah, then they should be reporting it if they're... You know, if they're not and they're audited, mm-hmm. then right. they're going to be paying taxes. How, how would interest. they report it if they didn't have an LLC or they weren't officially a business? Well, you don't have to be an LLC. As soon as you are making money, mm-hmm. net income, mm-hmm. revenue minus your expenses, yeah. you're in business. Right. It's, it's not this official thing. Like you have to go sign up as an LLC or even get a right. federal identification But you number. just need to share what you've earned. Yeah, you just have to put it on your tax return. Yeah. So it's not like right. you have to open this this thing. You mm-hmm. are already doing it as soon as you make profit. Right. But but that, that figure that you put down, that is also the the total that we have to talk about, what we talked about in the last segment, which is the self-employment taxes, right? Right, that and federal income taxes. Yes. So if you made an additional twenty five grand, 15% of that is going to go to self-employment tax and Depending on what tax bracket you're in, an additional percentage would also go to that as well. Right, right, right. Yeah. So the important thing is no matter how you're categorized to set 
money aside. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, exactly. To, to just yeah. be ready. Just mm-hmm. yeah. folks, just be ready to go see your accountant when it comes time <laughs> to pay your taxes. That's uh, that's a great question though, because a lot of people don't realize that they mm-hmm. think, hey, I haven't really opened a checking account. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten an EIN. I'm not an LLC, so I'm really not in business. Well, right. no, if you if you're making a profit, you're right. in business. Right. That starting that day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and again, things have changed. It's it's also much more trackable now. It seems like mm-hmm. as well. I mean, growing up as a kid, I'd always hear people talk about, "Oh, I get paid under the table." You know, you always hear these comments yeah. band- bandied around, right? Doesn't seem doesn't seem to be the same anymore. I mean, there's all everything's digital and everything mm-hmm. is, right? You know, so so trying to be tricky. I never understood that under the table. Like I just it, go like here. It doesn't, you, doesn't you know, count. I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to Google it. Yeah. I'm going to Google it and find out where that came from yeah. in the very next break. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the, how the world has changed with uh, some different rules just from one company. Apple, Hafet, has, has just changed the landscape. That's right. It's pretty remarkable. We're going to dig into that right after this commercial break. Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakeland Insider. Don't forget, you can reach out to us anytime you please. It's lakelandinsider at gmail.com. If you have an idea for a show, possible guest, or just something on your mind, make sure to reach out. Just say hello. We are here with the team. Hafet, Jason, and Josue are all here. We're going to talk in just a moment about some Apple privacy stuff. Mm-hmm. But first, before we go to that, I want to hit on something real quick, Josue and Jason, uh, what we were talking about last segment, and it relates to... Starting a business maybe a little too early, let's say, and you really lose money. You're not making money. Isn't that some sort of red flag that if you go for a number of years where you have a company and you're and you're losing all the time, that somehow the IRS may categorize that a certain way? What's what's the story with starting a company too early like that? Well, um, you can't show a loss more than three out of five years. Okay. Or it's automatically considered – well, I shouldn't say automatically. There's some exceptions to that rule. Mm-hmm. But you, what it really, really comes down to is do you have a profit motive? Are mm-hmm. you trying to make money? Are you advertising? Right. You know, are you, can you prove that you're trying to make money? Because if you have a business plan and you go out and try to execute it and it's just not working out, yeah. you, that's a tax write-off. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. But you can't do that forever. Because who would? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm losing fifty grand a year on this. This is awesome. You know, after a while, any right. reasonable person is going to say, "Hey, th- you're, this is a hobby, and you right. can't write right. that loss." Off. But there are some companies who do go into it knowing they're going to be. It's like a loss. They're going to lose money for a long time before it hits the Amazons of the world, right? Well, well, Amazon, their loss is from depreciation. Right. And so when you talk, when, what depreciation is is writing off of equipment and. Mm-hmm buildings and structures right. and things of that nature. And so their depreciation expense is so high that it creates a tax loss. Yeah. That that's completely different. If you when you're when you're looking at whether something's a hobby or not, you would add back that depreciation to see mm-hmm. whether you really have profit or not. Because depreciation is an expense. It's not really cash coming out of your account. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure. By the way, we uh talked before we uh, went to a commercial break about under the table. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got answers. <laughs> Pulled out the old gizmo machine uh-huh. here. The old, you know, 13-year-old Android helped me out here. Really comes from prohibition, hmm. right? I'm getting thirsty. Interesting season, <laughs> right? Yes. it's So when you're like, when you're passing money under the counter, it's alluding to a illegal liquor sale. That's hmm. one possibility of where it could come from. But of course, uh, you know, it just really refers to cheating, bribing. You pass money under the table. I don't, I don't recommend it. 
No? Right. No, never. No? No. Probably put you in some bad situations when people confess. Hey, I say hey. you probably shouldn't have told me that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah. now we're reporting it. <laughs> I made an extra 60 grand last year, you know, but they don't say nothing, okay? <laughs> you brought that up to your accountant? Yeah. It's going on so. the return. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Josue, your life has been changed by Apple. Who? The life company. has been changed by Apple. Yes. Also, wait, your life has been changed. By oh, Apple? I'm sorry. Oh, Hafet. All yeah. of our lives I, have been they changed, changed by Apple. My life Apple changed all of it. Apple changed <laughs> the land. Apple, first of all, changed the music industry. Yeah. Right. You know, all yes. these different curveballs. And they One just company. recently changed the privacy. Yes. Industry yeah. as well. How much of a curveball has that um, been to you? And what, what was the has, what was the big change for anyone who well, might okay, not so, know? Okay, so you know, by now, I think everybody's probably seen these these me this message pop up when you download an app, and it reads like this: Allow the app to track your activity across other companies, apps, and websites. Okay. And it gives you the option to select, ask the app not to track or to allow it. Right. Now, most people... Who's going to say allow it? Who wants to say that? Probably... Tra track me. Not me. Right? Yeah. Most people would say ask app not to track. And that's what's happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's caused... It's been a pain for small businesses, entrepreneurs sure. who advertise online because... They, lo they lost the ability to retarget to the users who are visiting their websites. Right. So retarget is if I go to, let's say, some furniture store's website. Right. They know that, and they're going to remind me later that I'm interested in furniture. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I I have an advertising campaign with Facebook, let's say, limpioservices.com. You visit because you're interested in cleaning for your office or mm -hmm. whatever. And, well, with the iOS privacy changes now, I'm not – I don't know that you visited my website. Right. So right. it's hard for me – to reach back out to you. Yeah. Now, the way that we go around that is that we start asking for first-party data up front. So when you visit the website, you know, you have to we, – we have a pop-up or we have a form that says give us your email mm -hmm. or give us your phone number. And then once we have that data, then that's, that's our data, right. which yeah. we can then upload to the platforms like Facebook and Google and TikTok, Snapchat, whatever – and then that's how we are able to retarget to you. And that's right, really right. that really goes across. But the success of a lot of companies hinges on having that information, right? right? To, because retargeting does work. Absolutely, yeah. So mm. so of course you want to have you want to be able to get that first party data, especially yeah. if you're an e-commerce or you're just advertising a service or a product. Yeah. You want to be able to get that first party data in order to reach back out to the customer because as we all know, most people don't buy on the first time they visit your mm -hmm. website. You know, they they, right. they they don't. So it's very important to be able to get that first party data, such as an email yeah. or a phone number, a phone number, in order to retarget. So where, where does it go from here? Do you think, in terms of you know, what's what's the landscape going to look like? You because, know, I, because how many of us have Apple? I mean, Apple's yeah, like right. what fifty percent of all the phones. Well, roughly? you know, I think. When Apple did this, they 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 wanted to paint the picture of it's all for privacy. You know, we want to protect your data. I know. Initially, uh, it was such a lovely <laughs> message. Yeah, it's yeah like, it was nice. Hey, we're here good. for you, folks. And Facebook was screaming, "This is going to hurt small businesses. Don't do it. Don't do it." <laughs> yeah. um, and us too. But that, never mind right. that. <laughs> <laughs> and us too, right? And it did. It did hurt small businesses. Yeah. And it hurt Facebook. And it hurt Facebook. <laughs> and, it hurt Facebook. <laughs> and it hurt Google. So, right. So does it play into – is it an advantage now for Apple to have done this? I, I think there's something in the works with Apple. I mean sure. I know that you've been hearing a lot more of a Apple search ads, yeah. and, and that's being pushed a lot more. And um, It's great to watch these tech giants yeah, don't make just, chess moves though, isn't it? It's, 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 it's nice. It's, it would be great television. It's all strategic. 
Yes. You know? Well, they're brainiacs. I'm sure their strategy rooms are right. pretty pretty full of some different minds mm-hmm. trying to figure out which way to go on this. I mean, there's so much at stake. You know, the, we're talking big bucks here. For right? sure. Yeah. But man, does it have to throw such a curveball. It did. And they control the tool. They, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, they control the tool. I just read uh, recently, I think even some of the companies that uh, take our information as we're going through tolls. Hmm. Like, wow. like they, they also seem to know where you're at. And I don't think they have to share what they do with it. Hmm. I know. Right. I'm being followed all the time. <laughs> I mean, I love living in the digital world. I'm just glad I didn't grow up in it. Can they tell how fast we're going through those tolls? <laughs> yes, they can. They can t- probably read the they expression. Really. They know what you're thinking probably <laughs> as you pass through there. You yeah. Know? But I got to say, though, honestly, I, I don't know what the world would look like to me right now if I did have, let's say, a cell phone in like the fifth grade. It'd that, be a... that, that mom could call me at any time. <laughs> I feel like it's be, overwhelming. It, it's, it, like, it has to news, be a different awareness. I'm sorry. The news you get. Yes. You know, you just go on, on any news website and it's like, it's like drinking from a fire hose. It is. Know? It is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I would have handled it very no. well. Cause I, literally when I was young, I got in trouble for being at home. For being yeah, at home. Yeah. Absolutely. If it's summertime. Oh, what do you do? It's like you get up, maybe eat something, maybe not. No one cares. Just go. go outside, <laughs> I can know. see that. Go play with your friends. <laughs> yeah. Go, go out, go do something. Mm. So I, you know, uh, I, I don't know. We live in a brave new world, and I and I actually, I'm pretty impressed by the younger generations in many ways. In some ways, I'm not, but we we all give them a hard time anyway. But and there's many ways how to navigate through all of that. It's pretty complicated, so you know. But speaking strictly to entrepreneurs, small businesses, this is a whole other layer of oh yeah. You know, this Apple privacy situation is like it's affecting so many people. It definitely is. On the advertising front, it was something that a lot of small businesses, a lot of big companies had to really uh, put their heads together yeah. to try to go around this privacy change. But One of them that was affected was Snap. I mean, they lost something like 20% of their stock value right. within the first couple of Yeah. Now, they, they pivoted in some ways, right? They brought mm-hmm. in some new team members on the right. executive level, but well, they might be grasping at straws. Who knows? It makes first-party data, what Hafet was saying, super important because, mm-hmm. you know, if not, you're – you're at, uh, you know, you're subject to the whims of what Apple and Google and Facebook and all of them do. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. That's remarkable. I know a lot of people have taken a lot of hits, but it's, I don't know how to navigate through it. Try to figure it out. I guess it's one day <laughs> at a time around here, right? One day at a time around here. Honestly. But if you really need answers, ladies and gentlemen, you know, then just, just go to your accountant's office. Just go to Jason Simpson. Just don't Just, ask us any marketing questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get over to Jason Simpson, and uh, I think they're going to put in a disco floor for some dancing soon, coffee shop. I mean, I th- it's going to be, hey, I'm going to go hang out. Where are you going? I'm going to go to the accountant's office. Yeah. That's going to be a new thing. It's the place to be. Hey, if Apple can think of new things, we can strategize That's as right. well. There's no other accountant <laughs> firm that has a disco ball and lava lamps and things of that nature. Time to introduce it. Guys, thank you for your... Professional advice, as always. You Thanks know. for having us. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. No, I know, I, and I know you do enjoy the interaction with people. And I know it's hard for a lot of people who are actually thinking about signing up. Yeah. Thanks for making it easy. You know? For it's sure. a pretty warm welcome. Don't forget that, folks. Uh, don't forget, reach out anytime. LakelandInsider at gmail.com if you want to say hi. If not, we will be right here next Monday. We'll look forward to seeing you then. <laughs>